Hello and welcome into this week's episode of the Recruiting Blitz. I am Greg Smith, Senior Recruiting Analyst here at Inside Nebraska, and I'm joined once again, as always, uh, by digital content extraordinaire Jansen Cobra. Jansen, how are you on this fine Sunday uh, evening? I'm doing well, Greg. How are you? <laughs> I'm well tired, but but we're gonna we're gonna make it through. Like it, it's funny. I was I was saying this to uh, Zach Carpenter, our publisher, earlier. Like night games are great that night, and then the next mm-hmm. day they're terrible. Um, and it, it, like the longer I do this, the worse they get. Um, <laughs> so you know, next week being a two thirty kick, uh, will be much preferred. I totally understand why now people, a lot of people that work in this business prefer 11 a.m. kickoffs. You still, you have to get up early, uh, but you are not there for until some ungodly hour. Uh, and yeah. then it ended up, but it, see, it's not just the fault of the game though. I should, in full, full disclosure, like that Colorado, Colorado State over double overtime game um, oh that most of us stayed up to then watch after that was not a good idea either. Cause I like most people stayed up to watch that. Yep. Well, um, you had a busy day today to catching up with recruits. I'm excited to hear about that. I did. But uh, let's circle back to Saturday. And um, I'm not going to ask you every name of every recruit that was there because I think we'd be on <laughs> here you. for three hours trying to sift <laughs> right. through them all. But there are a lot of guys there um, uh, from all recruiting cycles, too. It was a good mm-hmm. mix of guys. Who are some of the notable ones that caught your eye that were there yeah I mean I think we have to start by law with Brandon Baker the rivals 100 offensive tackle from California um he was there he we saw him out there on the field um and on the sidelines and it was really interesting yeah you couldn't miss him and the reason you couldn't miss him because the thing like there was never a time where he wasn't surrounded by people right now he had his family was there I think his maybe his parents and then like a couple of siblings I believe it was that were there um don't quote me on that but it was at least four family members that were with him then everywhere he went there was a some sort of nebraska staffer that was attached to him whether it was cj cavazos omar hales um keith williams um who has become a really integral part of what they do in the recruiting operation um you know you saw vince Ginta, ryan callahan all of those guys <laughs> were um around zach then, and i joke because he had an entourage of cheerleaders following him around everywhere he was going <laughs> Too. There was there was that too. Like I have a bunch of photos of it, and I didn't really realize that because so much was going on until today when I was looking back through the photos, is that they were also always around and kind of hanging out. So that was kind of fun. Then if the, if none of those folks were around, there was either a current player or another recruit that was also with them um, to talk to him. I think all of that is very much on purpose. It is all designed to let him know that he's very much wanted and needed um, in Lincoln, Nebraska, and on that offensive line next year um we'll see like the it'll be i expect it to be fairly quiet on what you hear from him it'll it'll be difficult to kind of get comments because not just because it's always difficult to get it out of those um, highly rated guys He's also got a decision coming up, right? Like Nebraska was going to be his last visit, and it still should be before his um, was it September 24th um, commitment announcement. So because that's coming up, he's going in decision mode. I'd be surprised if you hear much out of him. We will continue to try, of course. Um, but that that's kind of the headliner, um, and rightfully so. That was a big deal. I think that Caleb Benning being back on campus um, for the 2024 class, the Omaha Westside two-way standout, um, that was good. Seeing him back around a lot of the 
commits than the other recruits is always good. And there's a, I have a story up on Inside Nebraska with him kind of talking about flipping that switch between competing with some of those guys on Friday night and beating them because they're really good. And then flipping it to actually like talking to them as potential future teammates. Um, so be sure to pop over there and check that out and a lot more about that. And we'll circle back to Caleb in a bit. Um, but there was a, there were just a lot of guys um, on campus yesterday um, that I think are really important. Jack Lang, um, an offensive lineman, a 2025 offensive lineman out of Missouri, who is 6'8", 270 pounds. And he is all of 6'8", 270 when you see him on the sideline. He actually spent a lot of time with Brandon Baker yesterday on the sideline. I talked to Jack about that. And he said he loved spending time with Brandon. He thought that he was a great guy. I hope to see him again. Um, and he definitely, he told me, and I should probably actually pull up this quote because it's one of the better uh, quotes. Let's see if I can, here it is. So I asked him um, kind of, you know, after getting to see Nebraska and its program up close, um, if, if he could picture himself being a part of that. And this is his exact quote, quote, I can absolutely see myself being part of this team and they see me being a big part of it in the future. As an for an offensive lineman from Missouri, a true tackle, that's exactly what you want to hear. That hit a lot of check marks for Nebraska fans listening and watching this. Uh, so hearing that from Jack Lang is really good. Um, Alex Mansky, the 2025 priority quarterback, who I do believe still is their number one quarterback target. Uh, he was back in town. Um, I spoke with him as well just a little while ago. That story as of recording right now is not live, but when this goes live, it should be um, the, the magic of, of kind of digital media. Um, and he was really impressed with everything that he saw. And I actually talked to him about something that you usually would not talk to a quarterback about, which is actually the run game um, and how excited he was to see that. And he actually gave a, a really good answer. Yeah, he gave a really good answer about that because he said that, you know, hey, listen, yeah, I'm a quarterback. Quarterbacks want to sling it around. But seeing that run game, especially in the fourth quarter, he said was really exciting because all that's going to do is loosen things up for him or the other quarterbacks um, with play action and to just be able to throw the ball normally as well. So he was that was kind of interesting interesting that he picked up on that um as I think most quarterbacks probably would but they would admit that they want to sling the ball around all in all it was a great weekend for Nebraska on the recruiting front the defensive recruits I probably should not have gone this long without saying this the defensive recruits could not be more excited <laughs> about what's happening um for down with reason. Tony White's defense yeah and for very good reason Tyson Terry um had a great some great quotes about that Caden Vermas did as well um yeah they're really excited about what's going on on that defense yeah, one of the guys that I thought he's an interesting he's in an interesting situation. Anthony Rizak was one of the guys that was there. You got to talk to him. Um, Nebraska's got a quarterback commit in Danny Kay, and Danny Kay was there also. And he also was there. Yeah, I haven't got yeah. with him yet, but he was there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I believe uh Anthony's head coach said that he believed Anthony's the best quarterback in the state of Nebraska right now, and he's definitely playing like it, and you would agree. Um, how do you think Nebraska is trying to play this, and what does he need to do to get a Nebraska offer? You know, man, it's, it's such a fascinating situation because what you just said is so like it's unique and it's difficult and it can be tricky, right? If you've, you've already got your quarterback, there was so much made of them landing Danny Kalen over the offseason. He has been such a huge part of kickstarting that recruiting class and having it be where it is right now with Carter Nelson and some of those other guys. Right. And so that's that's really tricky. 
But Anthony Rizak has been playing amazing football this season as a senior. Um, I think he's leading the, he might be leading class A in total offense. Um, he's been very good, right? And so how they're kind of playing it is, is this is the first step to, I think, Nebraska really, truly evaluating him and seeing what's going on. He did tell me that it was after the Bellevue West game, which is when a lot of us started really talking about this. Yeah. That's when he first heard from Nebraska's coaching staff. Um, didn't hear from the first two weeks. Heard from him after the Bellevue West game. Keith Williams, again, <laughs> reached out to him first uh, because he's a lot of times the first point of contact for guys before they start talking to the assistant coaches. He said he reached out um, and he was able to talk to Coach Williams. He talked to uh, Omar Hales uh, yesterday on campus as well and Coach White as well, he said. Um, he said, Anthony Rizak said that he was really impressed um, the whole night with the performance on the field from Nebraska and also the new facilities. Um, and so we're kind of in this wait and see mode a little bit. They said that they told Anthony that they would be in touch um, and he is open to hearing more from them. Uh, so we're kind of, we'll kind of see where that goes going forward. But I think as far as what the second part of your question and what he needs to do to earn an offer a i think he needs to just come just keep playing the way that he's playing i truly believe that I, I would be surprised if he got an offer before marcus satterfield was able to go see him in person right i think that mm -hmm. that would be a real key part to this because and i and i actually think that that would help him because i think he actually is a guy that looks is a better player to your eye when you see him in games versus when you just read the stat line or if you just you know kind of see some huddle highlights i think he's better in actual game because that actually it shows you a little bit more of the bigger picture and the whole picture of the type of player that he is so hopefully satterfield gets out there for his sake and gets to see rezac um and we'll kind of see from here this will this will be a storyline that is not going away anytime soon yeah and he sort of passes the eye test when you look at him i believe he's like mm -hmm. six three he's a good looking athlete um yep. you said you got to go watch him play bellevue west comparing and contrasting what you saw from him in that game and then what you saw from nebraska offensively against northern illinois and heinrich harburg and how they played how does he potentially fit into the offense? Do you think he's a good fit for what they're trying to do? Yeah, I think he's a great fit for what they're doing right now. It's whether or not this is how they want to play. And that is, that's a, a much bigger question than you know, what we probably have time for here. But at the same time, it's it's going to be a huge deal to for them to figure out what they are going to do with quarterback moving forward because the type of offense that they ran last night that they were successful with and what they were trying to run with Jeff Sims, you know, minus the turnovers, um, that offense doesn't, it suits like a Jeff Sims or a higher Harburg or Anthony Rezac, if it's Chubba Purdy more than it does Danny Kalen, right? So it's kind of this push and pull of whether or not, like, are they going to move towards more of a pro style offense and a more of a pro style quarterback and Daniel Kalen, or are they going to continue running what they ran last night successfully? I, I don't know. Like I, that's a million dollar question and a question that will maybe determine like kind of the future of what this offense really looks like and how successful it is. Because in the short term, it's actually easier, I think, to have a guy that can run a little bit more that can kind of mask your offensive line deficiencies as you get that up and running. But okay. once you get the offensive line up and running, I mean, you can pretty much run what you want if you have an actual really good offensive. You got Michigan's offensive line. You can run whatever you want out there. Exactly. Uh, it'll be okay, <laughs> right? So, you know, we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, they're two totally different styles of quarterbacks, um, Rezac and Kalen. But Rezac fits in a lot more with what Heinrich Harburg um, does out there on the football field. Yeah, that'll be very interesting to keep an eye on, see how that develops. But uh, 
I want to talk about his teammate, Caleb Benning, who was on the visit was on a visit also, and you got to talk to him. And it seems like at least the last time he talked about a decision, he was going to wait till uh, the end of the season. And now it seems like he's got a timeline and he um, knows what he's going to do. So uh, what did you hear from him? What is his timeline on his decision and what were his takeaways from his visit? Yeah, I think I'll start with the takeaways. His, his takeaways were very positive. Like, I think that one of the things that you and I were talking about kind of off pod is that Caleb Benning and this and this staff are just a match made in heaven. Like, I truly believe that. Like, the way that they've recruited him um, and with with more substance than style, I think is really beneficial. And it it's really just struck a nerve with Caleb. I think that the consistent communication and then being able to kind of draw, like get on the whiteboard and talk ball with him. I think that he loves stuff like that. Evan Cooper is great with that. Um, and so is Tony White, right? And Matt Rule, we know, can talk ball all day long. So that just works, right? Then to he- for him to hear about all the things that they're going to try and do and then to see it in these games the first few weeks, culminating last night with a great dominating defensive performance. Like you just couldn't ask for a better script to then be able to pitch defensive players. Like every defensive player I've talked to today has talked about how exciting it looks to play in this defense and how fun it looks to play for Tony White and how the coaching staff is great at connecting like and Caleb was no different um and so to hear that from him like again I just feel like that's a really good match um and he was starting to he said that he's really getting comfortable with the different recruits that are also in the class already and the guys that are also being recruited now as far as his timeline goes you're right he had initially he wanted to wait until after the year then it was kind of like maybe I'll move it to midseason. Now he says it's going to be in a week or two. I think it'll be relatively soon, like he said, a week or two. And I don't, I don't think we're going to get. I would say so. It's I'm looking at the date. It's September 17th. I would be surprised if we get out of this month without Caleb Bidding being committed. Mm-hmm. Now. I have a future cast in now for Caleb Benning to commit to Nebraska. I put that in today on our, our um, InsideNebraska.com. Um, and the reasons are everything I just laid out. Um, plus, I just think that if if you want a comp, because I, I do like giving kind of like, hey, the, he could end up looking like this guy in the defense. I think that the role that Omar Brown is playing on Nebraska's defense is perfectly 100% suited for Caleb Benning. I think he, he would play that role really well. He could be a guy that plays on special teams for you early on as well. Um, and, and be a guy that would be a future leader of the team. I think that he he's really a good player that Nebraska needs to keep home, and I think that they're on their way to doing that. All right. Well, then I'm I might have to get my uh, commitment graphic stuff brushed up and ready <laughs> we'll, to go. We'll see. It's been, has it been a while? When was the last time we? I want to say it was commitment. Preston Talmuda back in August or July. Yeah, maybe the last commit. Because yeah, it's definitely it's, been a while. I'm gonna yeah. pull it right now because it's yeah, it was pre- it was pressing in July. July seventeenth was the yeah. last commitment. Which after that June, it feels like man, what, what's wrong with them? Why don't they have any more yeah. commitments? But more more are coming. But space is space is definitely limited in this class though, because that will come up as well. Um, there's only going to be a handful, maybe like less than a handful of guys left that get in the class. One that I definitely want to before we get out, of here, I definitely want to mention this. I didn't mention him in recruits that were here this weekend that we need to know about. Jay Sean Ross, uh, the four-star yeah. defensive end out of Kansas City, was also um 
tight end commit Keelan Smith's teammate. Um, he was in town this weekend um, playing phone tag with him. I haven't gotten up with him yet, um, but he's a, he's an impressive looking kid. You saw him down there on the sidelines. You see him, you're like, okay, that's a kid that Terrence he Knight like can use He was having a good time edge. posing for Oh, yeah, he, was the, <laughs> he definitely was having a good time. He's one of those kids that, like, especially it's fun when defensive guys are like that, especially like front seven defensive guys that are really fun like that and like to find the camera. Um, so, yeah, he's a really talented player. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Nebraska stays in the mix with him um, and where his recruitment goes from here. But getting him on campus is a really good deal. All right, last one for you. Um, any recruits that you talk to, just anything stand out besides what we've already touched on? Oh, I think the the one guy to mention that I, that I spoke with a little bit, um, CJ Simon is a 2025 wide receiver out of Oklahoma. I want to say yeah, Oklahoma City. Um, that was back on campus, and he's been here a few times now under Matt Rule, kind of under the radar. Um, and he had another really good visit. Had good things to say about Garrett McGuire. I'm still kind of working on getting the full interview with him as we kind of got interrupted. Um, but he was one. He's one to definitely know and kind of put that name in the back in your back pocket, CJ Simon. Because uh, he'll be a guy that we're hearing a lot about in the coming year. All right, good deal. Um, it's been feels like longer than two weeks since I was with you on the road. I'm glad we're gonna be back at some high school games oh, yeah. this month and in the foreseeable future, and we'll have more highlights and interviews and um, good stuff on the high school recruiting front. But uh, that's all I've got for today, Greg. Do you have anything else you want to share before we get out of here? No, that'll do it for us today, man. It'll, it, it's been a whirlwind weekend. We've got another home game next week as well. Um, we've got plenty of, of recruit reaction up at InsideNebraska.com right now. Make sure you guys. Coldest Crawford's uh, coming back. <laughs> the, the, the coldest bowl is coming up this weekend. So that'll be fun uh make sure you guys like this video subscribe to the youtube channel as well so you can get these videos directly into your feed um, and we will catch you guys next time